keep the peace. Hi there and welcome on this week's edition of Wag the Dog FM. It's great to have you uh, back again. It's uh, great to get feedback as well. I had some wonderful emails from fans of the show and, uh, you know, keep them sending them because it's it's enormously motivating. It really makes my day, sometimes my whole week, uh, if I be honest, to get those fantastic emails with feedback and, and people telling me, oh, you should interview that person. So thank you very much for that. This week is about monitoring, but uh, not your classic monitoring. Um, I've invited Chris Johnson. He's the CEO of a company called Adoreboard. Adore like j'adore in French. And um, Adoreboard is a technology startup. It's, um, you know, background in academic research on emotions. And that was what triggered my interest because most of the platforms that I've been following and testing probably most online monitoring platforms since the start but this one was interesting in the way and is interesting because it, it all works around emotion. So what this platform does and uh, what Chris does with his team is collect content online, offline, input that in the system. And then what you get is really a good overview of how emotional your content is and how you can adapt it before sending it out. So it's, it's a mix between online monitoring, uh, emotional intelligence, uh, strong analytics, very interesting stuff for our profession, public relations. So for the next, um, I think, uh, good half hour, we'll talk about emotions and how to work with them in the context of PR. Hi, Chris, and uh, welcome on this episode of uh, Wag the Dog FM. Hi, how's it going? Uh, great to be able to take part. Hey, it's, it's good to have you on the show. I discovered uh, you and your, your company through a, one of your products, which is called Tone Appy. And this interview, I wanted to do that because it's, it's, uh, it's all about, you know, data and uh, analysis of information, which is, of course, core in the public relations profession. So maybe you can give us, first of all, a bit of a background of, uh, of, of where your, your, your company comes from. I think it's, it's based in a university. Is that a spin-off then? Yeah, so we're um, we're a spin out of Queen's University, um, where we have taken um, ideas and know-how and knowledge uh, to develop uh, a company called Adoreboard, and and the broad kind of mission of Adoreboard is to be able to um, help brands understand how people feel about them online, and um, it's kind of born out of my experience as a, a PR professional. Um, and trying to measure in this new digital environment. So we've invented a new metric called the Adore Score, uh, which works a bit like a stock price for a brand. Um, so you can see in real time how well the brand's doing. Um, you can uh, undertake kind of intervention uh, activities like any other PR uh, campaign would have. And then at the end of it, you're able to um, evaluate and contrast with your competitors. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what, what, I, what I like about uh, when I go on your website and I've played around with one of your products uh, just to test it out, uh, what I like about it is that your approach, you just said is yourself, how people feel about a brand. And Tone, uh, Tone Appy as well looks at sentiment, you know, very, very emotional pieces of, of, of information that you can get from a text or from a brand or from coverage. Where does that come from? Because most of the time we look at very cool metrics, uh, you know, amount of clicks and amount of likes and what have you, but but you guys are all about emotions. 
Yeah, I mean, what's really interesting is that, you know, there's kind of two approaches to, to measurement. Um, and as PR people, we, we kind of always struggle with this notion of, you know, the advertising equivalent and even... Oh my God, the advertising <laughs> equivalent. <laughs> yeah, back from, from back in the day and even you know, how, we, you know, how we actually... Um, the eternal question, if I give you a dollar for PR, how do you know I'm going to get $2 back? Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, there's logical ways to measure that, which is, you know, number of hits, share of voice, um, all that kind of metric, kind of linear um, view of how well the brand's done. And then there's more um, emotional uh, impact, which is really, um, did you move the dial in terms of your interaction with customers or um, in terms of how people actually felt about your brand? Because we all know that emotion drives behavior and um, behavior is is one of the key things that PR is is that really want to influence. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so that's that's really where we've come from, and I think that um, I was kind of you know uh, not happy, um, put it politely, around current measurement. Um, you know, the world is not just positive, negative, and neutral. And actually, um, for a user that only tells you what has happened, um, we're into, you know, why something has happened. So I'll give you an example. We ran the um, apology statement through from the Volkswagen um, CEO, and we were able to note um, that the uh, emotional kind of resonance in his first press statement was kind of close to zero. Whereas two days later, he was kind of forced to put out the second apology statement that had 48% uh, emotional content in it. And then what we actually did is we, we compared that to how people um, on social media felt about the brand. And we could see that anger and rage kind of peaked. Um, and then when the CEO resigned, um, that kind of slightly subsided, and the key lesson for the brand is that the CEO should have walked on the on the uh, on the twentieth when uh, the EPA put out their statement. Um, and actually, what was interesting was that on the second statement, it was actually a video statement, um, which again is a is a really interesting. Uh, uh, thing from from a PR perspective that crisis management was was done, um, you know, almost like a face to face conversation apology. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it matters to brands because um, you know we have an emotional reaction to two things, and um, from a crisis management point of view, that that's really important. So so that is actually the the, the core business of of uh, of your company of a doorboard is that. You, you have a system in place which does, and let's use very practical words, so online monitoring, right? So you take in all that content and you let loose a certain probably algorithm that then yep. gives, gives, gives a dashboard where, where yes. you can look at, okay, what is the, 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 the emotion? Of course, probably also the sentiment, all these things. So, so how does that work? Can you just take us through the, the, the simple, or probably it's not simple, but it's <laughs> to the step-by-step -step setup? Yeah, so I mean, they we have partnerships with uh, Twitter directly and LexisNexis. So we we take in um, you know over sixty thousand different online news sources and you know real time access to 
to Twitter. We also uh, connect directly to Facebook managed pages. We look to integrate other data sources um, as well, um, so we can we can uh, consume any any source uh, from from online. When that comes into our system, we analyze it for emotion, and we um, analyze over twenty different emotions. Um, and a really simple way to to kind of understand that is that. Um, if I was describing an event or, or idea um, and I am expressing it uh, in a positive way, but in a higher activation way. So this idea of activation, how activated customers are when they're describing products and, and conversing um, is really important because um, if you communicate in a high activation but positive way, you could be expressing joy or ecstasy. But if you're highly activated in a negative way, you could be expressing rage or anger. And obviously the difference between anger and rage is the higher propensity to action. So I'm more likely to lash out if I'm expressing uh, rage um, versus, you know, uh, serenity, which is a, a very low activation, positive emotion. And the, the, the cool thing is that um, the guys who... Um, who have created this. So we have a fantastic uh, technology team that um, has pulled in um, expertise. Our CTOs, ex-SAP um, business intelligence, our um, head engineering is um, ex-IBM. So these guys have spent their careers in text analysis, which is the the core area that we focus on and the interesting thing is that we try to model how people converse in everyday language so um the how it works is that we have a knowledge graph so that if i was to say birthday cake our system knows that that is an event that relates to um you know festivities which then connects to a fuzzy logic around emotion. Most people are happy around birthday. So that's that's the kind of the layman's, uh, layman's term of how... Yeah, and I, and I, I just want to stop you there, Chris, because it, it, it is just for, for the listeners. Um, coincidentally, my background is with IBM and I've, I've, and I've worked with a couple of people who were into those areas and it is a hyper-complex thing. What you just mentioned now very casually is a so complex thing that we, it's, it's understanding emotions of human beings and that is one of the most complex things that, that anyone can do. And here we're talking about you know trying to look at it with, with software, with algorithms, with a system. So it's a very complex thing that you're doing there. So you say 20, 20 uh, emotional points there and then of course I would assume that once we do this online tracking and the analysis happens that I get a dashboard, right? Yeah, so I think from a user perspective, so we, we can, you know, wax lyrical about, you know, how fancy our algorithms are and all that there. But in actual fact, um, the jobs to be done for the PR professional is very much around, can I get the data? Can I make a decision on it? And that's really where we're focused on as well. So we, um, because everyone is used to these amazing experiences using software. So, you know, everyone on their mobile is is has a really nice experience when they use Facebook and Twitter app. We kind of expect that from from every other piece of software that we use. Um, so that's the idea behind the Adore score, a very simple metric that actually combines 
the authority of what's being said, the emotion in the overall content and then how fresh the content is because we all know that a brand shouldn't be punished for a crisis that happened two months ago with uh, a product launch happening today. Mm-hmm. So so I think if you think about the jobs to be done, the key job for a PR guy uh, or girl is the reporting element. So um, you've just launched the new campaign for Johnny Walker's and it's gone fantastically well. You want to be able to communicate within two hours, 24 hours, 48 hours um, on a daily basis to the client, how effective the campaign has been. Um, so we automate the full reporting of, of that job to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, but the really interesting thing is that um, our, our another kind of core value proposition is um, helping agencies win business because um, the the challenge for an agency um, stepping into a competitive pit stage is to kind of tell the brand something they don't know, yeah. but also to evidence their creative strategy based on real data points. And we've, we've actually um, helped uh, a number of agencies like Havis, um, we work with Thinkhouse, uh, leading in the world's leading independent uh, PR agency. As they um, use it as part of their pitch stage to provide the overview of the brand, see how well it compares, and then really to evidence the creative approach for for the for the actual campaign. Yeah. And in fact, that is something that an in-house PR person can do as well. In the way that we. We, we are specialists, but we also need to sell our ideas that we know will work uh, to our board, to our management, uh, to get budgets. So it's the same approach we could do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very much so. And and I think, you know, our latest product, Tone API or Tone API, is, is really thinking about the PR's job in almost like a life cycle. So if you think about the life cycle of the client, it's very much around, um, you know, coming up with content that ideas, um, vetting those ideas and drafting content, pushing that content out and then um, seeing how well the content does. So the idea of launching um, um, Tonapi is to be able to pre-analyze your content before it goes out so that you actually understand what emotional impact the content's likely to have. So in the use case recently, a PR agency was able to A-B test different um, statements that they're going to put out for a crisis and actually you know, action that, you know, pick the, the best one for the job and actually see how well it performs. So that's, that's I think, where the PR job is is definitely evolving, how to use analytics um, to do a better job um, and also take PR's kind of rightful place that I think um, in in the trusted advisor role for yeah. for. Hey, Chris, what I did, I, and again, for our listeners to be very practical, uh, to Nappy, I got early access. Thank you for that. <laughs> and uh, the first thing I did was uh, simply upload or copy-paste, I think, uh, the press release that I used to announce the launch of this podcast like months ago. 
Excellent. And then, and then, you know, the system just gives me different scores on, you know, is it, is it, did, did we use emotional words enough? Are, are people able to connect on the real, the content? So it gives you a nice overview, uh, an analysis on different, again, sentiment and emotional points. Uh, and, and then gives you an overall percentage, I think it was, of you know how well this is crafted and to be understood by human beings. So it's really interesting to see that. And well, I can really see how that, that can work when you create content, not only press releases, I mean content, uh, and then see how you can almost optimize. It made me think about all these things, that tools that you have for uh, keyword research and SEO. But but I, I really like the fact that it's all about emotional touch points, mm-hmm. which, which I strongly believe in. Of course, SEO and that is for search engines but here we're looking at uh, words for people and that's what we want to reach yeah i think uh, philip uh, the word the keyword you use there is optimize yeah. um, and i think you know it's funny the pr job is never done i think you know i think that um with every with every campaign there's always going to be a learning with every uh, story we craft and sell in there's always going to be a learning and i think how can software help with that learning process um so we've launched in in private beta and uh, would be happy to give your listeners um early access as well and and we'll create a landing page to allow you to uh, to do that that would be great thanks yeah so uh, and i i really encourage uh, robust and and open feedback the the idea that we're playing with is the ability to allow the content creator uh, a way to optimize the content so if your goal what is the the goal of the pr is in a crisis to you know, create a, a a certain emotion. We we can do that, so we'd be able to uh, make suggestions around how you actually optimize towards that goal of the content creator. And I think that's really an exciting uh, area that we're we're starting to get into. Yeah. yeah. Can you apart from you gave an example of an agency asking this into the the, the pitching process, which which I think is a, is a, a very good idea. That's how you win business. Yeah. Uh, do you have a couple of other case studies more, maybe from from in house? Or I saw that you were also working with probably the wrong name, but the journalist association uh, around the elections. Uh, are, are there other things that you're doing with companies? Yeah, I'll just give you some really practical examples. So we work uh, directly with 3Mobile. Um, so what's really interesting about 3Mobile is that they deliver their customer service through um, through exclusively through social media. So we provide a way to actually connect directly to their fan page page um, on Facebook so that they're able to see in real time you know, what are the key challenges for the brand? Um, but also, you know, what is, what's really good about the brand? And I think the, the PR job is going to evolve into, to content in general. Um, and I think, you know, that's, that's a really interesting use case. We, we work with, um, the press association for the general elections. PA, um, as we all know, is kind of, um, you know, when I think back to selling stories to the PA, you know, you got you got two minutes on the call with them, and every every word counted. You know, there were the revered and still are the revered kind of authority when it comes to news, and the challenge um, that they're facing is how do they compete um, in this new digital environment um, for content? And uh, so they are content creators, and what we did was that we. Pre- 
provided um, a way to assess in real time the performance of all the political candidates in the UK election and to provide them data points that they then created graphics from. So if you if you look at the graphics of PA, we put out they put out these polls and nice infographs and all that. That was generated from a doorboard. So, you know, as Cameron David Cameron up two points, three points, you know, what is what is the emotional reaction to immigration topics versus the live political debate who won? Yeah. Um, right through to we're pushing out content um on the you know what the public felt on the royal birth. So it allows PA to move the story further. Mm-hmm. Uh, which which is great for them. It gives them a new dimension to how they report in stories, uh, which which is great. Um, so yeah, they they um, they are a a good examples. We work with Smarts Communicate, which are a fantastic uh, PR agency. You know, noted in PR Week as as one of the top um, uh, agencies in in the UK. They have a fantastic client list. Um, which includes the likes of Johnny Walkers and, you know, their team are using the analytics to uh, report and evaluate how well their campaigns are doing. Um, as I mentioned uh, Thinkhouse, um, who are one of the world's independent um, independent uh, uh, PR agencies. You know, we work uh, right across um helping them win business, but also report on their clients' uh, work as well. We work with the likes of Unilever um, to help them optimize how they communicate to their uh, customers. Um, by and that, that then happens by, by using the system and then, you know, they, they run their communications through that to see what, again, what emotions work, what activation can do and, and those kind of things. Yeah, yeah I think it, it's this idea of personalization, which, which is now an emerging topic. So if I understand that my customer segments talk online in this certain way and express these certain emotions, that actually I can tailor my communication to them. So there's a closer alignment between what the customer is communicating and what the brand's communicating. And if that alignment is close, then you're going to get a better engagement. Yeah. Um, uh, ju- just to be clear, I mean, it's not only about online comms, right? You're pumping in there uh, also, let, let's say, the, the traditional clippings from the press in in the system, at least uh, the, the, the content, right? It's not only about uh, online social media monitoring, right? Yeah, so I think of content just as, as in the broad gamut yeah. of content. So, you know, we did a, an experiment with EasyJet. So EasyJet as a, a airline brand uh, wanting to become more emotionally engaged with their customers. Um, they send out emails, thousands, millions of emails um, to their customers. And we were able to analyze the content that they put out and then make suggestions how they could optimize it. And we're able to evidence that we could increase their click-through rate, not the mm-hmm. open rate by, uh, I think it was over 10%. So that that is... That's enormous, uh, yeah. And yeah. This, this is really like content optimization that you're doing and then that increase is definitely impressive, yeah? Exactly. And I think, you know, as a trusted advisor, you know, PR PR folks should be all over content and yeah. how it touches, yeah. touches brand in every sense. No, definitely. One, one question, though... Which I ask every time I interview someone who's 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 doing similar things like you do, which means you know monitoring analysis and all these things. It's already very difficult. What about languages? 
Yeah, so, I mean, you know, you not only have different languages, you have different cultural uh, settings. Um, and we've, we've been asked um, to, to do projects in uh, the Roll Out uh, Adore Board in the Philippines, South Africa, all over the place. And I think, you know, you are dealing with nuances, you're dealing with, um, you know, a new culture of how people communicate um, online through emoticons and um, text speak, really, which is kind of, you know, a new vernacular and, and language that's emerging and how people communicate online. Um, so we, we, at the moment, focus on English language and um, our technology does a fantastic job on uh, on doing that. Uh, our plan is to roll out um, kind of multi-languages. And if you look at kind of where we would probably go, it's probably Spanish, uh, probably Spanish first. Um, but there's, there's big opportunities there um, for German, Chinese, the whole range. Yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah, so so for sure. Um, I mean, brands are are global, online's global. So um, it's it's an area where you know in the coming in the coming uh, months and, and years ahead, we'll be focused on. To uh, Chris, to to round up, uh, what what is what is your advice? I mean, you're a, you're an I would say an, an XPR person, but still, you know, yeah. once in PR, you're always in PR, probably. <laughs> Uh, yes. but, but but what is what is your advice for for listeners here when we talk about you know emotion in content you know tracking and optimizing what is what is your uh, your your let's say your, your your final advice here yeah I mean I think for for PR um you know what are the tools that we can use to do a better job to to give the best strategic advice to to our clients and I think we we need to be at the table of using technology um, better than than our colleagues in, in advertising and digital and all that. My advice would be that um, to advise properly, um, uh, you need to to start at the data, um, and I think of of uh, data in its broadest sense, right through from Google Analytics to. Um, you know, people liking stuff on Facebook right through to online news, blogs and Twitter. And if you can start to understand that, then that really provides a really strong basis for giving, you know, um, really uh, strong strategic advice to your clients. I mean, we, we have been fascinated by some of the findings of um, the analytics and what it can throw up for a brand. I'll just conclude just with this uh, small example. Um, we work with a, a global law firm. They spend millions of dollars recruiting the best talent in a very competitive marketplace. They they invest heavily in uh, marketing, PR, and, and the, the range of things to communicate that they're an employer of choice, that they're the best place to work, that you don't have to you know go to Oxford or Cambridge to work there. The interesting thing when we compared it to their competitors was this idea of PFO and it came up 8,000 times in the data and we we're kind of scratching our heads going, what what the hell is PFO? Yeah, what is that? <laughs> yeah, and and um, it essentially means please F off. Um, <laughs> uh, so the, uh, what was happening was all the brands were putting out these PFO letters, uh, Dear John, you have been unsuccessful. Um, but it really went against the narrative that the brand put out, first of all, which is invest all your time in applying for a job here. Um, 
and and it's this kind of negative uh, handoff at the end. So I mean, the PR professional can advise. So that was an operational decision to change the feedback mechanism to to people um, being recruited into the business. But the PR professional could advise on that um, as much as as uh, the advertising or digital person. Uh, the uh, other interesting um, snippet, and I only give you the kind of ju- juicy ones, um, e-cigarettes is an emerging um, kind of product, um, you know, replacing the uh, traditional cigarettes and all that there. We looked just as a um, analytics piece, how e-cigarette brands performed um, online. And actually, when we looked at the data, the dominant use case for one particular brand that was positioning themselves as a luxury brand was actually people who were using e-cigarettes to smoke cannabis. (laughs) (laughs) And actually, all the data related to kind of coupons. So, like, the two predominant uh, use cases were, can I get this cheap and can I use it to smoke marijuana? Which which is hilarious. So, um, data can throw up surprises and... Um, those those golden nuggets can be used to totally transform how you advise as a communication advisor. So, you know, it's all about the data. Um, it's not necessarily about the big data. It can be the, the small insights that really drive it home. And the, the job for the PR professional is to tell the story of the data. So how can you communicate the data to the decision makers and um, through the stories of kind of uh, told? So it becomes a really compelling uh, jump off pace for everyone to get behind the PR to say we need to do this. Yeah, and and I really love. I'm just looking at the uh, the homepage uh, of uh, Tonappy and really love the, the the big lines there. Emotion speaks louder than words, which is definitely true in our uh, job in public relations. So, uh, thank you, Chris, for for your time for being on the show. It was uh, great talking to you. Thank and, you. Um, I'll uh, I'll put uh, of course the links. To your website and then your your kind invitation of, uh, yes. of getting access for our listeners i'll put that in the show notes so people can play around with the tool and give you as you said uh, very straightforward and honest feedback thank you so much really appreciate that well i hope that this interview uh, gave you new new insights on uh, what technology can do and how we can apply uh, new uh, technology into our uh, business emotions do play an enormous role and i think this is one of the of the starts uh, of platforms that will integrate these um, these topics and these uh, analytics in in a full dashboard. So I, I really was fascinated by this discussion, and I will be following up with uh, Chris and his company because um, it's really an interesting take into uh, analysis of content. Now, as Chris mentioned, they have a little special here going on. So we have a landing page where you can uh, subscribe and then test the platform and give honest feedback uh, to Chris and his team. So uh, if you're interested at all in this, go to the show notes on www.wagthedog.fm, subscribe and test the hell out of that platform because it is important. And I think you'll learn... Uh, new stuff about uh, some of the content that you've uh, lying around. Voila, that was it for this week. Until next week, be emotional and do the right thing. Keep the peace.